y'all, welcome to the Path to Prosperity podcast, where we're going to help you make, manage, and multiply your money. We are the trifecta. I am Ash Cash, Storm Leroy, the employee millionaire. We got Marvin Mitchell, Mr. Become Your Own Bank. Hey, yo, we finally did it, y'all. Hey, we've been ah. talking about this for a long time, bro. Yeah. Finally made it happen. Got a little time. We just had a crazy conference. We spent three point five oh, you going million dollars. You going straight there? You coming out the gate? Straight. Right? Look, <laughs> three point five decide, million. Look, the premium experience that we gave y'all. If you if you weren't there, then you missed out. Yes. But we've had our first annual. Path to Prosperity mega, mega, mega conference. Mega. Right. We invested. I don't like using the word spend though. Spend yeah. make me make me icky inside. Yeah, yeah. So we invested three point five million dollars mm. off the gate, and and we said, yo, listen, there's no way that the way people left out of here that we just giving them, you know, giving them this experience once a year. And so we said, yo, let's do a podcast yes. where we come together weekly, give you some gems, help you. Again, make, manage, and multiply money because you are a premium person. If you're listening to this right now, you are a premium person, and we want to give you a premium premium experience. It it was overdue. It was overdue, and it was time to get this done. We sat around, and we said, you know what? Based on the response that we got from that room, the energy and the love, and it also allowed us to really display more of us behind the scenes, how we respond, how how we interact and work together. And the people noticed that. And literally, they literally told us themselves, we need to see more of you. So guess what, guys? We're here. We know you're going to enjoy this. And we're going to drop. Major, major gems. So Storm, why do you why do you believe we went so big uh, on this yo. first mega conference? Why do we why do we go three point five? That's yo, a you big know what risk. It was? Yo, I, yo, look, look. Every time I hear that number, you y'all ever saw <laughs> you ever saw set it off? Hey. And, when, and when Jada Pickett w- w- was on the bus and then Queen Latifah was getting shot down, every time we say that number, I'm like, oh no, 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 but but see, it's only three point five. Only million. Million. It's, it's only three point five million. Yeah, you can't put a price tag on greatness. Yeah. Like really, you can't. Yeah. You can't put a price on what you're doing for the people. We can. And, and, we, and, and look, that 3.5, we employed, it was an all-black yes. staff. All-black. Let's say that part. Let's say that part. Say it that was part. black men, and we hired an all-black staff. So we circulated. That's why I'm like, we ain't spend no money. Yeah. We invested and circulated $3.5 million on our first round, though. Yeah. Now, just for disclosure, if you're not black, you still invited into the path oh, no, of prosperity. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 100%. yeah. 100%. We, we got to stand we, up and represent our stream yeah, over We here. love our other brothers and sisters, but That's you know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, we got to. You know, so our intent, we knew the intention yeah. is strictly to educate the people, give them what they want, not just motivation. Yeah. You know, motivation can't just be the only thing that moves you in your life. If you're motivated every day by listening to motivation, but you don't do anything, you just created yourself a fancy playlist. Ooh. So we wanted to mm. give you some tangible, oh. knowledgeable That's things good. that you can do. The goal is you should be motivated with action. You yeah. should be motivated by knowing your life will change. Not just motivated with words that somebody else has given you, because that should happen automatically. People were motivated by writing down things. There was one person who posted yeah. 39 pages of nice. information. Yeah. yeah. 30, you mean to tell me you're not motivated from writing down 39 steps to change your life? Man. I shouldn't have to tell you get up and drink green juice. <laughs> get up well, and read those thirty nine notes. We're we gonna come back to the conference, right. but let's let's start off by by letting people know why we even That's decided to start this podcast That's in the first place. Yeah. Like, well, how the, we even connected the, though? Like, because yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. we're, we're affectionately called the trifecta, right? Right. We didn't give ourselves that name. No. That's what they call us. 
Um, and so, yeah, let's talk about great yeah. superheroes have an origin story. Like so, that. how we let's connected, and then how the podcast got originated. Man. So, so I mean, I, I, I'll jump since I, you know, I, I'm like the connector. Like, I'll, I'll start. Um, you know, man. I, I, I have the greatest money mindset, <laughs> you know, show on the planet called Inside the Vault. Um, and so. I mean, I mean, we won't I mean, have to go through the whole backstory. You want to go to the backstory? Or? It was the greatest money mindset no, show. No, it still is, though. No, Pan man, of this, Prosperity this, this is about this, to be the best. This, no, 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 the Path to Prosperity podcast. Let's find something else. Why are you trying to take? Oh yeah, I mean, right, right. I'm another saying, title. Like, it's okay. You gonna, you it, it had with this me. run, and it's gonna keep going. But I'm just saying, I'm quoting this right now. Look, this is the first episode. Y'all gonna see this. Y'all want y'all to write this down. I'm uh -oh, speaking into look, existence right look, now. We're giving it one year. It. Look, he's calling one it. year. Yeah, he's calling it one year. Even Ash is gonna be saying. <laughs> Path to Prosperity is the greatest money mindset show. I know we want to give it its own name. I'm just look, saying. You look. can give. No. So, yeah, we, we'll, we'll figure it out. The, <laughs> the premium show for premium people. The greatest premium go. show for, for premium, premium people. people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. P -P -P. I like that. Okay, I'll go with that. I'll go with that. P -P -P. I'll go with that. That's it. So, like I was saying. By the way, I am number one. Oh, number one in uh -oh. There we go. I'm going to let Ash continue. Ash, keep going, Ash. Go ahead, Ash. So, inside the vault with Ash Cash. Um, started out with having my brother Storm on there. I mean, mm -hmm. we could go, you know, back to that story later. Right, yeah, that. Yeah. So, so had my brother Storm on there. Absolutely killed it. If y'all didn't see it, go check it out. Yeah, uh, episode forty four um, of Inside the Vault with Ash Cash. Uh, you know how to how to become an employed millionaire. Uh, went crazy. Five hundred thousand plus views. Top at the time. Top show. <laughs> <laughs> top viewed show on inside the vault, you know what I'm saying? Um, and and it was it was I, I think it was it was such a great show because you know Storm was speaking the language of everybody and 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 really teaching them that their job was their first business partner. Um, then you know you know uh, five months later, uh, same thing. I'm watching you know I'm watching Marvin do his thing and I'm like nah, his voice is important. Which which what I left out with Storm was that Storm was helping me. Uh, behind the scenes with like, you know, getting my house out my name, uh, trust stuff. So he was like my go-to guy. While I was the, the face on the camera, mm -hmm. he was the guy I was going to behind the scenes. And so I was like, yo, bro, you can't, like he, Paul, he can't be blessing you and you not blessing the blessing the people. So I'm like, you know, I'm from Harlem, so I had to see Paul. Because I thought about it as I was saying, like, yo, wait, hold on, pause. But he can't be blessing you and behind the scenes and you not blessing the people. So I say, bro, we gotta, we gotta get together. I gotta help with my platform that I have. I gotta I gotta help, <laughs> I gotta help amplify your voice. Um, and so that that was that. And then Marv, same thing. I'm seeing him go crazy. Uh, I hear a lot of people talk about infinite banking, become your own bank, life insurance, all that stuff. And I'm, you know, I'm a former 15 year banking executive, so I'm like, yo, this dude is the the like he puts it so simple. And I was like, yo, I gotta give him a platform. Yo, he gets on the show. He shocked me. I ain't gonna lie. He get on the show. Like I was, I knew you already, so I already yeah. knew you was gonna go crazy. Right. I, you know, you know, Marvin's my last interview. I'm like, All right, let me just get him on here, and we sit down. And he just, yo, the mic, well, once we said action, yo, this guy went crazy. Um, and then his show started going crazy. His start, show started going crazy. Uh, and then now he's right currently at the, at the at this recording. He's the highest viewed um, show on, on, my, on the podcast. 
Um, but then, you know, as we were still, you know, in, in each other's uh, space, you know, we were like, yo, so, I mean, you can tell that story about how we got together. Cause, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, basically, um, you know, I, I was watching, it all started with me watching Storm Show. And I was like, man, this dude crushing it. Like, y'all really do got to watch that. Help him, you know, compete with me right now, number one. You got to go check his show out. But anyway, when I'm watching There's it, a 13,000 view difference. Yeah, it's only 13,000. It's only 13,000, 13, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm a and chill guy. Storm was up on me about 150,000 like a couple of weeks ago. But, but I digress on that. But anyway, what I... <laughs> We we just joke around, y'all. Yeah. Jordan is Jordan. Go nah, ahead. He, he oh, loved look. it on number one. But no, nah, but but what happened was I was watching the show. I was like, man, this dude is talking that talk. I said, when he started talking about the, the Rockefeller Trust, and if you go back and watch my episode, I talk about the Rockefeller Trust as well. So we both were talking about the Rockefeller Trust and getting life insurance, the fun of Rockefeller Trust. So this was before I even met him. When I saw that, I was like, he's the only person that I've ever seen talk about that, especially in this community. So I was like, I got to reach out to him. It might be some, you know, collaboration in the work. So I hit him up on um, IG and I said, man, I'm watching your show. You crushing it. You was talking about the Rockefeller Trust. And, and, then, and then he says to me, he says, man, it's crazy. You just hit me up. I was just watching your show yesterday and, and I was going to hit you up. So we just started talking. We hadn't met. We didn't know each other. It just so happens we divinely connected in that moment. So then I knew Ash. We both knew, knew Ash. I didn't know they had already started to work together and form some kind of partnership. So I hit up Ash and I'm like, Ash, what's the deal with Storm Leroy? Because, you know, you're supposed to trust but verify. I'm not just trusting anybody blindly. Right. Rex. So Ash says to me, he says, oh, man, yeah, yeah, Storm, is he's, he's legit. He's the real deal. He said, you the real deal? Yeah, connect. I said, well, I got a challenge coming up in three weeks. Should we go ahead and, you know, work together? You think this too soon? He said, no, nah, no, nah, go for it. He said, I would do it. So I hit up Storm. We got together and we actually met. You could pick up from here. Yeah. We met at uh, we saw each other at recession oh, at proof. Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vegas. Yeah, we we met at uh, the recession. Same proof night, night, same fight. fight. No, Most of these cats ain't living right. <laughs> I let you tell it. So now, um, when I got there, me and Marvin first connect. That was a real genuine thing. It was like, oh, yo, what's going on, man? What's and we really started going back and forth, and the synergy with all three of us standing there talking was. It was one of those things where we knew we were going to do something. Like, yeah. and, and actually, it felt like we were going to wait to another challenge because it actually was like, yo, let's wait for the next challenge. This one's about to come up. It was and like then, three weeks away. Three weeks yeah, away. it was three weeks away, which is, well, to us, it is a short time no more. We do right. things instantaneously. Right. And that's kind of like where we went. We said, why are we going to wait? Let's do this thing now. Let's put it together now. So after Recession Proof, we got together. We got on a line. We started you know, promoting together, putting a plan together, and we went on to do that challenge. But before we go into that challenge and what we did, um, the incredible numbers and what was so beneficial that came out of it, but, you know, besides for us, for the people, I want to talk about exactly how I started, how I got into the space. You know, I started, um, got into real estate in 1999, but to fast forward, I was doing my thing where the George Floyd situation, I really said I want to just give something to the people. I felt like I needed to amplify my voice by teaching people. So I literally turned on my camera and it's one of the most awkward posts I ever did. I never went live and I was talking sideways, lens all foggy. And I said, I want to teach people how to do real estate out of state. So I looked at my inbox. I had about six messages. So I started teaching four people on a Zoom call how to invest in real estate out of state that I've never seen. And they can do the same thing to build wealth. 
So as I'm doing this thing, I'm looking on Instagram and um, I see Ash. But going back to how we met. I used to give you buckets. You see? Nah, you see? Thinking. You see? Every I, I love it when they come for the top spot because everybody <laughs> goes comes after the throne. I love it. Don't know. Don't keep <laughs> now, going. Now we was on the same team, so yeah. we was Kobe and Shaq, so don't don't try to act like we <laughs> we was against each other. Yeah. Like nah, nah we won. We yeah, won. We won. We won game. Ash was Kobe. Storm was Shaq. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to. I, I play a lot of basketball. So a friend of ours, we were supposed to play ball that day. He didn't want to play. He had something pop up. He said, but there's a, a partner of mine who plays ball uptown. I said, yo, give me his number. Let's connect. So I hit up Ash. We were like, yo, we're meeting at a gym. We go there. We play ball. We have an incredible game together on the same side, putting it up. He's snatching it down. Big man, 100% handle his business. So after that, we played ball. He went on his way uptown. I went back to Brooklyn. We, we never kicked it back and forth. You know, we just didn't connect to play ball. But then the friend of ours, again, had another dinner. I don't know mm. how much time later. So we passed each other's way again. This was when he still was living in New York, but then he moved. So fast forward, I wasn't doing none of my employee millionaire thing. Once I started teaching people and I seen him on Instagram, I said, yo, that's that guy I bought with. That's Ash. And I said, oh, wow, he's doing, doing his thing. But I didn't want to reach out to him because I know that I wanted to wait till I could bring value to his space. I didn't want to jeopardize our friendship and put him in a space where we cool, we know each other, and it's going to be hard to tell somebody no. So I said, I'm going to do my thing. And once I do that, then I reached out to him. I said, hey, I'm doing this. Check it out. He checked it out, everything. And we started talking more about what I can do for him and my knowledge and information to give to him. But I wanted to grow. First thing he said to me once he seen all the footage that I was doing with recording was, you got to stop teaching lives. Take that footage. Make a course. I'm going to show you how to do a course. I'm going to show you how to do an ebook. I'm going to show yo, you. My, yo, my guy was teaching four people at a time. Four people a month. And yeah, then yeah. the story of this young lady who called yeah. me right before New Year's Eve, and she called me. She was scheduled for classes in April. She said, I can't come in the new year. The same person I'm in now, I need my life to change, and I know you have what's available for me. How can I skip the line to be taught? And I said, damn, that, yeah. that really hit me yeah. because I was being selfish. Yep. So once I got the courses together, the ebooks together, Ash put me in his space to help me do that. I released that. And just off of that first release, I did 100,000 in sales with like 1,000 followers. And I was like, wow. He was like, yeah, because people want your message. Mm. So once we connect on that, he said, now I need you on the show. And I didn't have... Like there was no pre-scripted of anything, not building a, a funnel, a landing page. Just come on here and talk to the people, Storm. And once I got on there and just started talking, giving away the game, the views went up, everything went mayhem. It really showed us that you have something here for the world. Yeah. And Ash took it upon himself. And I always say he took it upon himself to highlight my voice on his amplify my voice on his platform and I need other people to understand that somebody gave you a space to amplify your voice mm -hmm. and okay. once you have a platform don't say mine right continuously find somebody else use your platform to help amplify another voice we don't own our audience we don't own the people we should not own them their mind and the basis on how much knowledge they get from us mm. you should always be willing to have your audience accessible to somebody else's information if that information will help improve the mm. lifestyle of your audience yeah. mm. remember that so i want to thank this man 100 and i want to thank marvin for allowing us to be able to get here in this spot man mm. That was that was key. Key what he just said. Like, we don't own people. Right. We're here to we're here to educate you. We're here to coach you. We're here to teach you. 
But at the same time, it's like somebody in our mentorship, like we are here to serve you, but you don't belong to us. Fact, yeah, yeah. Yeah. In yeah. fact, you can teach us just as much as we can teach you. And many times, and you're right, Storm, that happens. Yeah. So what happened people, on the first challenge? Now, we got to get them out when we first got oh, yeah. the well, 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 challenge. Well, well, first, like, I love that. I love that you went back to the origin about uh, how we met, because mm-hmm. I think that's important. Yeah. Uh, I think we should talk about that before we talk about the challenge. Yeah. Because I, I think that's cool. And background information, though, too. I mean, yeah, at some point, right. because yeah. there's some people watching that that. Don't know. We, that oh, don't wow. even know. Right. That yeah, don't yeah. even know you. Don't know me. Yeah. Like yeah. so. So like like I appreciate the flowers, mm-hmm. but some people might be like, "Yo, I ain't never heard of this ass cash dude before yeah, my yeah, life." Yeah, yeah. Let's do so that. How you let's talking? How you talking? He got a big platform, and I ain't never heard of Break him. Break it you know down. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so yeah. So for me, I was um you know I started um twenty one years old at a um, as a financial advisor for for a big company, and how I got started uh, was was not traditional. In fact. I started because my grandmother became sick with cancer. I was the first person in my family to graduate from high um, from 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 college. Really, the third person to graduate from high school. So we wow. didn't have we didn't have a uh, highly educated and definitely a financially educated family. So when my grandmother became sick, she followed the traditional approach. She saved in her four hundred one k. She was one of the only ones who had a four hundred one k really in my family. But I saw it depleted when she told her advisor she wanted to be safe. And he put her into some risky investments. She lost 50% of her money. She had no long-term care insurance. I moved back so that I can actually become her durable power of attorney, even though, quite frankly, I knew nothing about money at that time. But I was still the most educated person to help her. But I failed her because I didn't check and balance on what that financial advisor did. So she was a strong, independent woman. Um, She did not want to be a burden on the family. She didn't want to get help when she was sick. That's how strong she was. So for me to see her struggle and not want the help and end up spending down her money to qualify for Medicaid, dying on her bed. Wow. Was to me was the turning point. And I said, I can't let this happen to anybody in my life. So at an early age, I was called Mm -hmm. to do something different at an early age. God was giving me dreams saying that you're going to be as Moses. You're going to take your family out of bondage. Your son is going to be like Joshua. He's going to take them out to the land of Canaan to places that you can't even see. So this is a vision that I had since I was like 10 and I would see this vision. Of course, I had no kids at the time. So when my son was born, of course, I named him Joshua. So I started as a financial advisor for a big financial firm, a firm that, you know, now I'm making six figures. I'm crushing it. I'm drinking a Kool-Aid. Everything is good. And people was like, oh, man, you 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 living it up. You know, I was getting all the street cred. You got a six-figure job for a big financial firm. But then I felt like in my conscience they were doing the same things to – I was doing the same thing to my clients that that advisor did to my grandmother. Wow. And I realized, yeah. especially when the market started to go down, I realized that I'm here attempting to change the world, but it's not about me. It's about the system. The entire system needed to be changed. The educational system, the financial system. This was bigger than me. And I knew that if I wanted to make change, that I had to step out on faith and leave that big financial company. So when I did, when I left, Ash, everybody thought that I was crazy. Yeah. They say, you grew up poor. you making six figures. you 25 years old. you leaving this company. Why? You love the company. Yeah. But my mission was bigger than the paycheck. Mm. So when I left... Um, I just, you know, I had what I, the first thing I wanted to do is I wanted to learn not just what were employees doing on the job, um, financial advisors suggesting to our, their clients. By the way, they didn't follow that advice themselves. But I wanted to find out, number one, what was millionaires, actual billionaires and millionaires, what were they actually doing with their money? Because my mentor told me, if you want to help 
broke people, the first thing you got to do is not be one of them. Mm, facts. So I had to step outside, talk to people with the money, talk to people with the resources. And not and the I financial advisors. Not the financial advisors. What's the advisors. percentage with financial um, advisors? Most financial advisors are broke, bro. Yeah. 90% yeah. of financial advisors Crazy. fail within the first year uh -huh. because they don't have the knowledge themselves. And then the rest of them, a lot of them don't even have the financial resources. They, the average pay, salary is between sixty and 70000 for a financial advisor. So how can you advise somebody with a million dollars if you're not... If you're not you don't have any assets. You don't have any real estate. Yeah. So I had to talk to people who had the real but estate. Salute so salute the 10% out there, though. Oh, yeah, straight up. The 10%, yeah. y'all made it. Congratulations. Yeah. So yeah. that goes back to my story that I always had a, a mentality and a heart to prove and, and do something different. And I grew my financial firm to a multi-million dollar financial firm because I felt that people needed this new information. So that's why if you take all that into into uh, consideration. Now you see that when I saw Ash, I mean, I mean, when I got on Ash's show and when I saw Storm's episode and I heard him talking about some things that I had learned from the millionaires and billionaires earlier in my life that was different from the financial advice that we were told to train people when I worked for the big financial firm. I was like, he got it. That's yeah. it. We need to collaborate. And that's how on my end, the collaboration came into play. Yeah, no, nah, it's dope. And then, you know, I mean, I'll give you all a quick, quick backstory with me. Um, you know, I, you know, I grew up, uh, you know, single parent home. So I'm the youngest of three, uh, in, in the St. Nicholas housing projects, uh, in Harlem. Um, and I'm gonna take y'all back. Right. So I've been an entrepreneur since eight years old, packing mm. bags at the local supermarket, selling mixtapes, t-shirts, all that stuff, uh, from the beginning. Um, and then, you know, to be honest, I had a reckless past. So I got kicked out of school four times. Uh, in the first grade. So think about that. I got a son that's six. Mm. And he's in the second grade right now. Oh, no, he's eight now, right? And I was six years old when I got my first time getting kicked out of school. And so I know parents, if y'all watching this, like, you got to understand, like, what is a kid doing at six years old to get kicked out of school? But I got kicked out of school in the, in the first grade. I got kicked out of school in the fifth grade. I got kicked out of school in the ninth grade. I got expelled, actually, in the tenth grade. Uh, and but the, in in the tenth grade, I actually didn't do nothing. I was mm. just in the wrong place, wrong time. Um, and and they were just trying to find a reason. I was a scapegoat. They're trying to find a reason to get rid of me, and I got expelled. Had to do uh, you know the the tenth grade over again, which is all, also a blessing though, right? It was a blessing for me uh, because I played basketball in high school, right? But my last year, PSAL rules, you can't play five years. So my last year, I couldn't play. And so now I'm like home. I'm not doing nothing. I'm like yo, I, like I don't have nothing taking up my time. So at the time, I, you know, I'm a 90s baby, so it's, it's the 90s. All my OGs are locked up. Fast shout out. I'm, I'm not going to shout it out, but mass incarceration <laughs> did what it did. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so all my OGs locked up. You know, you know, it's a free fall. So all the youngins, they out there. So one of my guys, 16 years old, he getting money, money. I'm talking about he had the, he had the green Chevy Tahoe. He ran the projects, the, the, the one half of the projects. He getting money. He getting all the girls. I'm looking at that dude. I'm like, yo. My guy, let me let me get a pack of something. You know what I'm saying? And I was almost about to go in that direction, uh, but my sister was working at Blockbuster Videos at the time. So fast out to Blockbuster Videos, and me and my sister arguing. My sister like, yo, if I get you a job, will you not sell? I said, yo, I just said yes, just to like appease her. Wind up, you know, you know her. She wind up being a person of her word, getting me a job, and the rest is history. Worked at Blockbuster for about a year. Got promoted to assistant manager. The next step up was, was store manager. Didn't, didn't want to do that. One of the assistant managers came in one day and was like, yo, they hiring. 
at Chase Bank. Like, yo, could you, you know, you know, come in and 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 you know uh, apply and see if you want to be a teller. At 19 years old, I started my my career uh, at Chase Bank uh, as a teller, and I did everything in, in banking from teller, personal banker, branch manager. At 24 years old, I was one of the uh, I was a VP. Um, at, you know, you know, at, at one of the top financial, you know, financial uh, uh, institutions in the world, uh, branch manager, went to private banking where I was managing money for wealthy individuals, top earner there, um, became a CEO of a credit union at 31, one of the youngest CEOs of a federally chartered bank. So really all of the things I was good at negatively in the hood. I just transferred that same energy to corporate America because it's actually the same, and we could talk about that later, but ain't no difference from the street in corporate America. Just one, you're going to die and go to jail. The other one, you're going to make a whole lot of money, right? Mm -hmm. And so I took that same energy, uh, killed it, um, but, you know, you know, in the words of the Honorable Sean Carter, <laughs> there's much bigger issues in the world I know, but I first had to take care of the world I know. And so while I'm in banking and I'm teaching all my clients who did not look like me, um, about how to build wealth, I'm now looking at my community and I'm like, yo, I could go and talk to the gangster in the corner or I could talk to the to the, to the the billion-dollar corporate CEO. I could actually bridge that gap. And so I said, you know what? I want to talk to my people about building wealth. Um, and so right before my, my, my 30th birthday, I decided to retire from banking, um, wrote my first book, um, and then the rest is history where, you know, I, you know I've written 12 books um, four of them have been bestsellers, all all on, on finance. So I'm like one of the the OGs in this financial education space. Uh, my my first time on television had to be over a decade ago. You know, BT, Fox News, Pix11, Forbes. I'm mean, you name it. I've been on every media outlet on the like any all of them. Um, and then you know I started doing radio in 2014 to 2018 uh, in New York. And then 2018, moved to Atlanta, then, you know, took a little break, and then started the greatest money mindset show on the planet. Yes, sir. <clears throat> wow. Now he's yeah. a super co-host. Nah, that's good. Now, right? now, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's great listening to this, because I'm like, oh, man, I ain't know that. That's cool. Like, <laughs> we we that. talk yeah, all yeah. the time. But, yeah, that's, yeah. that's some good yeah. background. So, so now, me so now we some get drop together. Bam. About the employee millionaire, a little about my background. Mine started um, at a very young age of watching my dad work hard. Mm. Um, my dad was a construction worker living in Brooklyn, New York. And by the way, Brooklyn, we made it. So <laughs> my, my dad, uh, while living in Brooklyn, my dad worked construction. He was uh, a day laborer. You know, someone go out to the construction sites and wait to get picked to work. And my dad was really strong, muscular man. So he would always get picked and he would have steady work um, based on the size he was. So while doing a hospital in Brooklyn called Woodhull Hospital, my dad was working in a ditch. They dig the ditch down, way down in the ground. It actually collapsed in on him. So while the ditch collapsed in on him, they brought him in, brought him home. But he would always have me take his boots off every day. Let me not forget that part leading up to this. He would have me take his boots off every day. So while they brought him in, they carried him in, sat him at the kitchen table. Now, he just got caved in. So from like the chest down... He's covered in mud. He's in pain, sat him at the table, didn't take him to the hospital. There was no coverage, no, uh, no uh, union. So he calls me in to take his boots off. So while taking his boots off, as usual, I'm taking his boots off. He looks down at me. He says, do you know why I have you take my boots off? So I says to him, no, I don't. 
So he says to me, and I could see this, this glassy look over his eyes, which I know was, was tears now. Um, it, it's odd to see your dad, someone who's so big and strong, actually holding back tears. So he says to me, I have you take my boots off because I don't ever want you to go through what I'm going through. Wow. So once he says that, then it hits me. You know, I know he was giving me this powerful message at a very, very young age. So and I also knew the backdrop of the story about my dad wanting to own our home. But during the 70s, you know, even though there was not the red lining, as they said, was due to the Fair Housing Act being signed, I think, in 1968, there still was redlining. We weren't allowed to get mortgages. They weren't providing that accessibility to people. And that frustrated my dad. That frustrated our household. So he was a, he was a big uh, proponent on owning your home. So as I got older and now I went renting my first home, I went, excuse me, renting my first apartment. I'm paying rent and I'm frustrated paying this rent. I'm like, dang, this doesn't feel right. So I went out to purchase my first home. But while I'm looking at my first property in 1995, OG. I took some I took mm. some friends out to go see this. I know, right? I dated myself. <laughs> so I actually took two friends of mine to go see this house. It was an older gentleman who wanted to sell me these two brownstones. He wanted to sell me these two brownstones for 350000 So now in this area, these houses are now worth $4 million. Wow. So I took them with me. So the night before, I'm making this whole list. Yeah, I'm going to buy this property because this, the rent's going to pay for the mortgage. I'm going to be doing this. I'm going to do that, that, bop, bop. So I go to see the place. I'm looking at it. And the only thing they could talk about was the one thing that was on my list of why I shouldn't buy this property. Mm. They kept hitting that thing. And I'm like, but it's going to do this. What that led me to do was realize the power of being in the right circle with the right people around you who think the way you think. You can't talk to someone about growth, life changes, or getting into real estate when all they know is street hustle, street life, mm. paying rent. Mm. They're not going to understand the transition in my mind and my life was making. So literally, I was outnumbered because these were my friends and I thought they had my best interests in mind. So once both of them said, I wouldn't do it, I wouldn't do it, automatically I kicked in and said, yeah, these are my friends. Mm. They know what's best for me. And I didn't buy those houses in, in 1995, which are wow. now worth $4 million apiece. Wow. But what did happen in 1999, after I started working for Verizon, a friend of mine who was in real estate, he said, I'm going to look at some property. I said, I always wonder about property. He said, come with me to look at this house. I went to look at this house, a brownstone, incredible, incredible, incredible situation. Why do I say that? Because he mentioned everything on that long list that I had back in 1995 and 1999. Wow. Why I should buy this property. So I went on to buy that property. I bought that property for $350,000. I gutted this place out. Got a construction loan. That was a whole nother play where you get a construction loan and now take half of that construction loan to do the work. And the other half will now buy your next brownstone. Mm. That's what wow. they were doing back then. Yeah. So I gutted this entire place out. I'm standing in the basement looking all the way up to the roof, no floors, no plumbing, no pipes. And I said, man, my dad will be really proud of me. But also what I said is I never want to do this again mm. because what I actually did was created another job for myself. I started taking my sick days, times off, and being at this place. I almost lost the job that allowed me to get this brownstone, the job that allowed me to pay bills to get my credit score up, 
the job that allowed me to put it on an application to get the loan, the job that gave me weekends, nights off to actually do the thing to get that. I almost lost that thing. So what I said to myself is I have to do something else to make this easy cash flow. And this wasn't it. So I stopped buying real estate till 2015 when I ran into someone else who told me about out-of-state real estate and I went and do an investigation. I purchased my first property in out-of-state real estate in Indianapolis for $40,000 with a 25% down payment. So that was $8,000. That one property made me a millionaire. Not wow. the property I wow. paid for $350,000 that's now worth $2 million because it took over 20 years to become a millionaire on that property. And what I mean by millionaire, the money is in the walls. Mm. The money wasn't in my pocket. Mm. But that one property that I put $8,000 down showed me the value of percentages and making 80% return on my money and putting something on repeat and have someone else managing it. And I just had to focus on my job. So now once I did that, I started buying more and more properties. And with that one property showed me in five years, I'd be able to retire. And that's exactly what I did. I purchased over 34 properties that I'd never seen. I was making over $20,000 a month on those properties. I walked into my job on t in 2021. I stayed an extra year for my medical coverage, which is very important for people out there because medical coverage, not having that can make you bankrupt. Mm -hmm. So if you're in a position to keep your medical coverage, I highly recommend that. But I walked into my job on Instagram Live and said, look, I'm leaving this job. I went on to now do something great, become the employee millionaire, partner with these guys, and I'm spreading my word and my message to the world that your job is your first business partner. Your job is not the thing that frustrates you. What does frustrate you is not having a plan, an exit strategy to do the right thing with that job and that salary. The job hired you to under to overperform but underpay you. Mm. You got that check and said, I'm just going to pay my bills. Mm. You need to come into this job with a strategy and a plan to change your life and your legacy. Mm. But what changed my life also in 2019 was creating a trust for my family and that showed me I had a bigger message than just real estate. And now I talk about insurance, how that works. Trust, how that works. Your job, how that works. How the Rockefeller structure is no different from a structure that we can incorporate by using the air we breathe as the catalyst mm. to get it done. Because your life is worth money on mm. the day you die. You just need to incorporate that into a trust. Mm. Powerful, Good. powerful, powerful. Yeah. And, that, and that's one of the reasons why we, we got together um, you know, that that exact reason, right? When when we go online, especially like right after the pandemic, there was a lot of people who were like panicking and trying to figure out like, yo, how I'm gonna make ends meet and how I'm gonna, you know, build wealth or whatever the case may be. And with, like what you alluded to earlier, there was a lot of like motivation out there, but there weren't like tangible steps, right? And so for us, you know, understanding like me, when I when I you know, when I retired from banking, I almost went bankrupt. You know what I'm saying? Like, like mm. I, like I almost, my house almost got foreclosed, my cars almost got repossessed, all that stuff because the transition from me from from employee to entrepreneur wasn't smooth. I didn't have any entrepreneurs in my in my family, and so now I'm trying to, you know, because I'm I'm drinking the Kool Aid. Everybody say be an entrepreneur, be a boss. So I'm like, right, I'm gonna be a boss. I don't need this job, so I quit. <laughs> right? I quit. I do I, I do a, a party at the 4040 club. I'm popping bottles. I'm doing all that. But now 
I didn't realize, like, damn, yo, your job is your first business partner for real. And so, you know, I went back to work. And yeah. that's how I actually, you know, bought my freedom back. Mm. Went back to work. But this time, I said, you know what? I'm not going to, you know, squander this money, right? I got real estate. You know what I'm saying? I bought, I bought a few properties in New York. I, I got a few tenants. And then now... I didn't need a hundred thousand dollars to to you know to sustain my lifestyle because I had these properties that that I made sure. All right, this property pays for my mortgage. This one pays yeah. for my daughter's school. This one pays for that. All right, so now I'm good. Now I could do whatever I want with my time, yeah. and and that and that's the point yeah. of, of of what we do is really just giving you the information and not we giving it to you how it is, right? Yeah. So yeah. we're not going yeah. sugarcoat nothing. We're not going to make anything look sexier than it is. At the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? We, we all of us didn't come from money, so we nice. had to actively work, right? But then, as we were actively working, we took the money that we actively worked with, and we changed the relationship. Instead of working hard for money, yeah. we allowed money to work yeah. hard for us. And when you look, when you so 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 cash flow, you know what I'm saying? You 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 get the out of state real estate. Your your process is crazy on how you don't even have to see the properties. Then. When you think about life insurance and how life insurance, a lot of people think that life insurance is for death, then Mr. Mr. Become Your Own Bank says, nah, life insurance is for your life. Well, that's where you got, um, you know, everything that, that you both just talked about, the system that we live in is in opposition to that. Mm. Mm. See, the system, they're looking to create robots and not create entrepreneurs. Wow. And, and, and that's fine. And, like, and, and I'll say this all the time. I don't believe that not everybody is meant to be an entrepreneur. And that's okay. If everybody was meant to be an entrepreneur, who would work for the entrepreneur? Facts. Yes, sir. Right? Yeah. So at the same time, if you can't be an entrepreneur, you can at least be an investor. Mm. Everybody can be an investor. Yeah. Right? Not everybody can be an entrepreneur. Everybody can be an investor. So the system teaches you nothing about being an investor. Yeah. They teach you how to be a consumer and how to work for somebody else, and how to save in a 401k. That's it. This is the same vehicle, the 401k, the traditional kind, that when you start investing in that vehicle, that you can't even touch until you're 59 and a half. Meaning that if you wanted to go out and say, let me use this money and go out and buy me some real estate or go out and do what Ash is uh, teaching with the books, et cetera, they're going to say, well, if you take this out, even if you do a loan and you leave this company, we're going to go back and we're going to penalize you 10% for every single thing that you took out. Plus, we're going to charge you taxes on all of that money, yep. which means that 40 plus percent of that money is gone just simply because you wanted to use it for your investments. Right. Wow. There was no liquidity. There was no, no use. There was no control of your money. Your money was behind bars, locked up in prison. Right. And they don't tell you these things. Right. The reason why they don't tell you this now, I want a full disclosure. If you get a match on your 401k, that's free money. Take advantage of that. Yeah. I'm really talking about the people who are overfunding the 401ks, especially the people who don't have the Roth 401k options. Right. You got to learn how to turn what was what was supposed to be for your 401k into financial freedom. You got to make that money work for you time and time again instead of waiting until you turn 60, because who cares? You could be if you're a millionaire when you're 60. Hmm. Right. And when you look at inflation, when you look at Social Security that, that's not promised to us, the, the, the Social Security Administration said that by 2034, their funds are in trouble. Pensions are already becoming a thing of the past. If you keep following that traditional model to get to financial freedom, I can promise you 
70% of people already run out of money before they get to retirement. Facts. And it's, it's worse for you. If, it's, if you don't have the pensions and maybe not all of the Social Security, it's going to be worse for you. So you can't follow that traditional system Yo, can, can we, if can you want to be okay. Can we break down inflation, though? Because you mentioned inflation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know everybody. That's all they talk about. Inflation, high interest rates. Can we break that yeah. down? And yeah, that me, concept of, oh, oh, like, why? Like, like because we don't want it to just be a buzzword. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me finish that yeah, yeah. point, though, because yeah. inflation is basically what you pay for today. Mm-hmm. 20 years from now won't be worth the same thing. So let's let's say you got a pension, right? Yep. And that pension is $2,000 a month. That's guaranteed money. Well, that sounds great in today's dollars. But 20 years from now, that's going to act like it's, it's going to be like it's $500. Mm. It's gonna, your purchasing power is being eroded. So the easiest way to explain it is what do you pay for a stamp today versus how much did that stamp cost you 10 years ago, yep. 15 years ago? It costs more, which means that if you save your way, you can't. This is why you can't save your way to wealth. Mm. You got to invest yeah. your way to wealth because if you save, every day that that money sits in that bank account is actually a death by a thousand cuts. Mm. It's less than it was the day before because as inflation goes up, and if your money isn't going up by by more than inflation, that what you can purchase with that dollar is going down. Wow. So you have to grow. There's no standing still. You're either growing or you're going backwards, and that's what inflation is. So. I said, look, I got to go out and do something different. And that's when I started the talking about the insurance. I said, look, rich people are talking about this insurance thing where you can keep growing your money Game changer. without ever going backwards, tax deferred. You can actually leverage it and borrow against it and make your money work for, for you five times off the same dollar. I'm not going to get into that right now because I know we got a lot to talk about, but I'm pretty sure you keep listening in, you're going to get all the sauce Excellent. when it comes to how this insurance play works and, and how it works together with everything that Ash and Storm just talked about to get you to financial freedom faster. Yeah. And so, yeah. But, but, so why, why is there inflation though? Because like, cause I, cause I, think, I, think I think that's the other thing that you know um, a, lot, a lot of the TV or whatever, they don't yeah. talk about um, PPP loans, money being printing given, money. printing money. Yeah, like you're printing too much money. <laughs> right, you're causing a problem. Right. You know, my thing is what I what I don't want you guys to do is go too far into the weeds about um, what is the problem. I want you to understand how do you uh, prepare yourself to continuously make money. Mm. Like if you continuously looking for why, 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 why you're mm. not trying to figure out, well, how do I benefit? I want to show you how to benefit off of the problem. Mm. Interest should not make you running high. You should say, okay, I need to become a savvy buyer, especially in real estate. Mm. Interest rates are causing people literally now to have to do what? Interest rates are going up. So home prices once were so high, they're not selling anymore. So the person who was selling a house for $200,000 is not getting an offer because the interest rate went up. Guess what he's doing? He's lowering his prices. So now prices are coming down. But guess what's not coming down? Rent. So think about it. Wow. If rent was $2,000, property used to be $200,000. And you say, well, the property just went down to $160,000. The rent still stayed $2,000. So now you're going to have better cash flow on the property. Wow. So that's what you need to look at. You need to say, I'm going to think like an investor and like I always say, think like a CEO. Mm. Don't think like a homeowner. Find out if the cash now makes sense on the deal. And I like to give simple formulas on a 1% rule. Mm. 
If the rent is 1% of the asking price, that's a good deal to start with. Mm. If the, for example, if they're selling a house for 200000 the rent is $2,000. That's a great starting point to do the numbers. You should not be caught up in the interest if the debt is going to be paid by someone else, mm. mainly the tenant. You just need to make sure you get the deal done correctly. There's always something in here for, for someone that's a buyer and a seller. You just figuring out what side you're on. You want to go out there. And now if you're the seller, this is for the buyer. The buyer's like, oh, the prices are going down. The interest rate doesn't buy, bother me because I'm going to make money. That's one step. But now if you're selling your property and you're saying, I'm having a hard time selling this property. If you know the interest rate is too high and you don't want to lower your price on the home, how about if you buy the points down? If you buy the points down for the person that's trying to buy the house, the interest rate is a seven or interest rates are eight. You say, you know what? I want to buy your points down to a six. Their mortgage payments will be lower. Like there's wow. so many ways you can think that's about this. You just have to understand how this thing works. The thing is they want you to be scared and fearful. When people are running away from investing, that's when you need to run towards Facts, it. Yeah. When so many people are running towards investing, that's when you need to sit back and go, this isn't a good sign. If your grandmother's talking about, I'm going to get in real estate because I had everybody. See, that's not cool. If your grandmother's talking about crypto, <laughs> your grandmother's talking about crypto. Yeah. Now you know something's wrong. That's when you sit back and you figure out, <laughs> why is my grandmother talking about investing in crypto? Yeah. Because it's too late. So the interest rates should never scare you. know, we can go way deep more yeah, into the yeah, game of yeah. out of state, and I'll save well, that also. Well, talk a little bit, Ash, about because. This is the trifecta. Like, yeah. everything that we do, it works together, right? Yeah. I'm doing the insurance play, um, out-of-state real estate. But what you're doing, this is make money, multiply money, and manage money. What you're yeah. doing is helping people to make more money off 100%. of what you're doing with the 15 streams of income yeah. off of a book. So talk about that. Yeah, for I mean, for, for, for me, one of the things I realized, I mean, everybody knows this, right? And I always like to use this example of Napoleon Hill. Uh, Napoleon Hill's been dead uh, since the 70s. Uh, he wrote Think and Grow Rich over 84 years ago. Right now, as you're watching this recording, if you pause it and you go to Amazon right now and type in Think and Grow Rich, I almost could guarantee you that that book is a number one bestseller today as you're watching it, right? And one of the things I realized early on when I retired from banking and wanted to, to, to you know spread this work of, of financial education, financial empowerment, was that a book was the fastest way that you could get this, this information out to everybody. A book is what allows you to become the authority, right? Because what's the root word in, in authority? It's author, right? And so if you are the authority of whatever you're talking about, people will listen to you. People will, um, you know, get your other products and services. And so for me, you know, I was able to, you know, build wealth through writing books, Right. Writing books, teaching people information that I know that I have. But then from that information, I was able to create 15 streams of income from that. So whether it's, you know, me doing an audio book or an online study program or a live events or a conference or a mastermind or, you know, a subscription program, there's so many different things, you know, masterminds and, and group coaching and all these different products and services that I could create from this one book, um, I then realized that this, this was something that anybody could do because everybody's the expert in their story, right? When I started writing my first book, uh, I wasn't uh, being anybody else but me. 
I was taking the information that I had, but I knew that there were other people that needed that information, right? Because that, that's what my, my passion is. That's what my why is. My why is really giving the voice to the underdog, the people, because they told me I was going to be dinner in jail by 25. So every time, you know, you know, you know, jokes on you, he's still alive, right? So once I realized, like, yo, <laughs> once I realized, like, nah, this, this ain't the truth. I wanted to free other people who are being lied to that they, you know, that they didn't have the, this, this power. And so for me, um, you know, that's that's how I help people make money. I, I really literally um, I've had many people that I've helped make six figures. I have many people that I've helped made seven figures and, and allowed them to become millionaires based off their, their story, based on their products, based on what they what they provide, their services. Um, and, and, and in a nutshell, it's just really just allowing somebody to be who they are. But but a lot of times, if you don't understand how to package who you are and make who you are profitable. Right. So like like me and Storm, when when I, when I, when we when I was talking to Storm, and, you know, he had all of this knowledge. And I'm like, yo, bro, you got all of this knowledge, but you let, let's package it the right way. Let's package it to a way where your knowledge could now be spread out to everybody. A lot of people think that, you know, time is money. Right. And so I'm going to give my time and I'm going to exchange that for money. But time is actually way more valuable than money. And so if, if you're if you're a teacher and you're like, all right, I'm going to teach somebody every single day, well, why not put it in a book? Why not put it in an audio? Why not record a video and put it in a course? Why not, right? And so now you, the same information that you would have just been giving people over and over and over and over again, do it one time and let it pay you over and over again. Equal exchange, win-win situation because you need the information. I'm going to give you the information in the, in the medium that you want the information, but now... I could add a premium to what? My time, right? Because I'm giving you all the information. So now if you want to ask me a question, now if you want to you, you want to spend a day with me, right? Like we do VIP days now. Yo, you got to pay us $50,000 at least, right? By the time, mm -hmm. I don't know if that's, the, that's still going to be, up. right? I don't know yeah. if that's the same price, but <laughs> you know, you know, you got to pay us 50000 and not to pay us fifty thousand just so we can be like, oh, you pay us fifty thousand is because we know the and, and if you two people two people had a million dollars right right so so I, so it's not I like yo yeah. pay us fifty thousand can we say and pay us fifty thousand right. no we figured out some stuff exactly and if you spend a day with us and we sit down and look at your business model look at your structure look at what who you are as a business person look at what you're offering to the to to the world then we could say yo. Do this, do that, do this, and then this is how you make a million dollars. Because guess what? We help other people do it. We did it for ourselves as well. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know if we want to talk about the challenge, though, or yeah. how, you know what I'm saying? No, no. What, what I think we, uh, we, what we probably should do, we got to give them some juice for next week to oh, want to come right, back. So all right, all right, what we should probably right. do is end off. Uh, we can all end off just by one gym. Yeah, I'm Let's a, talk about one, one prosperity gym. Uh-oh. One quick, one Let's quick go. One prosperity gym. Like I mentioned. This is a heck of a gem, and I just want to reiterate this, and I'm going to give it to you again. Those in real estate, you're selling your property. It is cheaper to pay down your points than to lower the price of you selling your property. Mm. Life-changing. Mm. Mm. That is. Mm. That's good. Um, my one prosperity gem uh, is, is from the late, great Wayne Dyer. Wayne Dyer says, if you change the way you look at things, the things that you look at will change. The shirt that I have on says abundance is your birthright. And what you got to understand is that you don't got to steal. You don't got to beg. You don't got to hustle. You ain't got to lie. You ain't got to do anything unnecessary to 
get abundance. Abundance is already yours. It's already yours. Only thing you have to do is allow it. The reason why a lot of us aren't living in abundance is because we are blocking our abundance by who we're around, by who we're listening to, by the information of somebody else's experience. And so if you want to allow, right, if you, any scripture you, you read, if you read the Bible, the Bible says be, do, and have. You read the Quran, the Quran says be, and it, it, and it is, right? And so what does that mean? That means that your abundance is in your being. That's a bar. Your abundance is in your being, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, like, like you, like you're trying to do things to have abundance, but the truth is, who are you being? Right? What like 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 you woke up this morning and you have everything you need right now at this particular time to access all the abundance that is promised to you. So just be, become mm. successful, become a business owner, become the attributes of all of the things that you desire. And once you vibrate on that on that level of being, then everything that you want will be mm. yours. That's mm. good. That's good. So my prosperity, Jim, is that you can only grow as high as your only. Your mindset it comes first before the money. You got to understand that. If you don't take the time to develop your mindset, the money is going is, is not going to come. And I will tell you this. If I said and I gave you a million dollars without you developing a mindset worse, not only are you not only are you not going to keep that million dollars, I promise you without the mindset, you're going to be even more broke than you were before you have the million dollars. I'm going to give you two to three years and you're going to find a way to lose it. But I want you to understand this. You got to get to the point where you really see a million dollars as only. So I want you all to say to yourself, if you're listening right now, it's only a million dollars. It's only a million dollars. So all you got to do is be, do, and have and become the person who is responsible for the million dollars. And when you get it, even if you lose it, it's going to find a way to come back. So mm. focus on your mindset. The money will come. The law of the process. It's not the law of just reaping. You got to sow first, and then you're going to reap. So let's be, do, have. It's only a million dollars. Hey, let's man, go, listen, I love both of y'all to death. Yes, sir. Yeah. And I, I, gave real, I gave people real estate, tangible thing to do, but I think they need a motivation yeah, bar to have some action to let's it. Go. Yeah, I killed that one. <laughs> so let me tell you, man, what I want y'all to do is not believe everything you see. Oh. Mm. What I mean by that, I need you to have a belief before your vision. You see you only have... $1,500 in the bank. You see your bank account is negative. You see you might be driving a car that barely gets you to work. You see you in a bad relationship. You see this job may not be the thing for you. But do you believe that's all you can have? Mm. Do you believe that's your destiny to go? I need your belief to be bigger than that. Mm. If you know you believe that you can be a millionaire, a thousandaire, a trillionaire, that starts with a belief before your vision. Mm. If you believe that you can have a better relationship with life, God, and money, then that belief is better than your vision. Mm. I need you to have the understanding that before you get to the mindset, because a lot of y'all don't even know what mindset means in the early stage, mm. but you do understand what believing something is. If you believe that you deserve more, you deserve better, but you will not believe what you see. Because mm. what you see will have you believing, this is what you deserve. Mm. So if you believe you deserve better, you believe that abundance is your birthright, mm. guess what's going to happen? You're going to transition that belief into a sight, a visual aspect, and you will now have the thing you believe in. But don't believe what you see now because your eyes are lying to you at this very moment, mm. telling you this is what you deserve.
So mm. I want you to believe first, and your sight will do the rest after your belief. That's good. Man. That's a wrap. Powerful, That's y'all. Listen, first episode. Make sure you tap in. Follow me. Subscribe. Go, 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 visit visit my website, IamAshCash.com. Follow me. Promo, promo. At IamAshCash on all social media platforms. Where can, where can they find y'all? Yeah, you could go to IamStormLeroy on Instagram, and also go to the go to EmployedMillionaire.com. To find out more about what we're doing over here. You can just find me at Marvin Mitchell Official. M-A-R-V-I-N Mitchell Official. Only one Instagram. If it got dots or period, I promise you that's not me. <laughs> we don't Only sell one crypto. Instagram. I do not sell crypto. I do not use words such as kindly. Okay, so <laughs> hey, so so with that being said, all right, y'all. So look, we wrapping this up. The Path to Prosperity Podcast. Look, where, where, where can they find us? Every what? Every Wednesday? Wednesday at eight. Winning Wednesdays. Look, winning Wednesday at winning Wednesdays. eight Eastern. Yeah, eight Eastern. So every, every Wednesday, Wednesday eight p.m. Eastern time. Man, check us out. We on all platforms: YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Google Play. All of all of all them. All majors. All of the all of the major ones. All of the mega platforms. Premium. The premium. Premium platforms. people. Let's go. Take us out. Hey, Ash, take us out today, bro. All right, you know how we look, do. So this is how we're going to close out every day because we didn't we didn't come here to play. We didn't come here to, to, just, to just be here and exist. We came to dominate. We know that anything that we want in life, we can have. You are premium. We are premium. The reason why you're watching us and you're seeing us because you're in vibrational alignment with excellence and you are excellent. So we're going to dominate whatever space you in. You here to dominate. So one, two, three. We're going to say dominate. One, two. Three, dominate. And don't forget, always seek knowledge. knowledge. All right, y'all. Peace, peace, peace.